So we welcome into the podcast here, Brian Towers from the San Jose Sharks. Uh, good to meet you, sir. First time talking to you. Um, and to let everybody know who's unfamiliar, what would you say it is you do here for the Sharks? Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, AJ. It's great, it's great to be here. Um, again, I'm Brian Towers, our Vice President of Sales and Service. Uh, going on six years with the club, and, and my primary responsibility is oversight of three, three of our um, primary revenue streams corporate partnerships, uh, suites, and most relevant to today's conversation, ticket sales. Excellent. So let's get into it then. Yeah. Uh, evidently, uh, looks like ticket prices are going to be coming <laughs> down next season. Um, yep. So as far as I'm aware, this is the first time the Sharks have ever lowered ticket prices. Is that right? Uh, as far as I, I know, I've worked for four other or three other organizations, four counting the Sharks. This is the first time I've seen this in, in my career. So you know, unprecedented times, but, um, you know, something we're excited to be able to offer to fans, obviously, you know, last few years have been challenging. We, we recognize that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to be cognizant of the situation and, and, uh, you know, do something that's hopefully fan friendly that people appreciate and, and gets more folks to, uh, you know, make a decision to ultimately renew their season tickets. So we're excited to offer it, but yeah, we're, uh, we're a few weeks into the, uh, the Sharks 365 campaign. So. Okay, so what then is the average discount per ticket? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question, AJ. It it varies. It varies. So I'll be careful in how I say this, so I'm not confusing folks. So we we made it. We made a number of adjustments. So one, um, you know, for those who are familiar, we used to have. Or I say used to. I guess in this current season, from a season ticket perspective, we have 41 different price points. Now that's a lot of price points. If you see the map, that's that's it's very colorful. We're working on trying to. You know, kind of narrow narrow that down. Um, so we've reduced it to the upcoming season for the 22-23 season down to 34 uh, you know price categories. So what that ultimately means for fans is a couple of things. One, really, we're trying to we're trying to make it a little simpler. I get it, 34 is still not super simple, but we're, we're moving in the right direction. So you know what what we're really doing is, is is messing around with kind of where the divides are. So what that does for folks is it gives you know some folks who maybe were uh, you know, uh, on a price break, which is, you know, kind of a, a terminology we use for folks that are kind of on the verge of one price code or another. Um, it gives them the opportunity to potentially get a better seat at a lower price um, or move around and, and be flexible in it. So um, to answer your question, AJ, you know, across the board, you know, cumulatively, the discount is, is about 5% on average. But I want to be clear, it's not a straight 5% discount across the board. Um, you know, we went around the arena and said, okay, what are some areas that maybe could use some help? What are some that are selling well and made, you know, adjustments there? But, you know, we, we are proud to announce every single seat Sharks 365 member has seen a price reduction for next year, but that reduction does vary, you know, from member to member. And so do the ticket price, uh, those prices decreasing, you're talking about 365 members, of course, does that also impact uh, Sharks pack holders or individual tickets? Yeah, it's it's a little early to say. I mean, you know, we're we're not there yet, but there there is definitely a trickle down effect, and and part of the reason we're doing this one is, you know, again, our Sharks three sixty five members, both teal, which is our full season, and silver, which is our half season, um, you know, they they are in so many ways the backbone of what we're doing. They're committing to you know for teal members at least every single game that are coming out. So it was important again that we we added the value there, but. Additionally, you know, it also gives us flexibility. You know, we, we really sincerely do our best not to undercut season ticket prices, you know, when we offer, you know, promotions or group nights or shark packs or things like that. So it does relieve some of the pressure and allows us to potentially be more flexible. But, 
you know, we're not at a point today where I'm comfortable saying like every shark packs usually come out in the summer. Like I'm not at the point today where I'm willing to say like every single shark pack will see a similar decrease, but you know, I, I think it's realistic to say that you can expect some changes, you know, for, for the better for our shark pack holders. Um, and for our fans that maybe just come to a handful of games each year. And so with those price points coming down for season ticket holders, um, I, I'm under the understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, that there is a minimum rate that season ticket holders are allowed to resell tickets when they're not able to go to a game. Will that rate also be relaxed? Correct. Yeah, it's, it's a percentage based on the, the game and the opponent and, and, and you know, and the, the, the price for the members. So, yes, that that price will that floor will come down along with, uh, you know, along with uh, the price. Okay. And uh, so the amount of tiers have changed. Mm -hmm. um, I, I see some of the numbers have remained like club three and club four, but <laughs> I don't see club one and club two anymore. So these have all kind of merged together a little bit. They've condensed. Yes. Yeah. So what, you know, what might've been a price, you know, what might've been a club one or a club two or a club three or whatever last season could look a little bit different. It could be bigger. It could be a little smaller, but um, you know, again, there are less of them um, overall, which is, which is the intent that we're trying to accomplish here. All right. And so like previously there were three levels, I believe for the uh, BMW lounge tickets. And now it appears there's just one. So has the amount of seating for lounge access gotten smaller or is it just kind of more inclusive? Yeah, the, the lounge. So the, the lounge capacity is still, I mean, the capacity in the space clearly is the same, but it's still the same number of seats in the lounge. So um, you know, th there are still three price points in the lounge. So I'm not sure maybe AJ could you know, maybe help with, with where you're seeing just the one, but there are three price points still. There's a row one price, um, a row two price, and then a non-attack end, um, you know, price for, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit lower, um, from where we are, but there are still three, there, there's really minimal change in, in that, in that price point. I mean, prices went down, but there's not a lot of adjustments and kind of where price categories, uh, stop or start. Okay, because I'm, I'm looking at a seating map from 2021, and it shows, you know, BMW glass, BMW teal, BMW mm -hmm. orange, orange. Yes. and then the newer sheet that I'm staring at, which again, might not be completely accurate, <laughs> just says lounge access. That's Got it. it. There's just one price point. Yeah, it's hard to say without seeing what you're looking at, but on some of them, we try to simplify them and condense them just so you're not, you know, seeing again, 41 price points or 34 price points in this season. So I'd have to see what you're looking at, but I can say with, with, with certainty, there's a glass price, uh, a lounge, a lounge uh, teal price and a lounge orange uh, price that hasn't changed. Excellent. Okay. Um, so what about fans that say renewed for three years last year? Yeah. Do they get some sort of a kickback or how are they impacted? Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a really good point and it's a, it's a really important one. So, um, you know, a couple of years before the pandemic, we introduced um, the concept, the, con the concept of a multi-year uh, membership. So it was basically a three-year commitment with the team, depending on which year you opted into it, there were select perks, a lot of which was, you know, pricing based. So it was important to us that the fans that had, you know, and our members that had committed to us for that amount of time didn't get the short end of the stick here. So, um, yeah, they're absolutely even even though they're contracted for a higher rate, we we've we've lowered, you know, we've taken their price um and reduced it for next year. Like it was important that they, you know, they were a part of this too and they got to feel some of that value and some of that price decrease too. And does that also apply to the fans that deferred this past season? Correct. Yes. Yes. Fans who deferred also would be included there. All right. And so we again, you can't really get into pack holders or individual games at this point. 
Yeah. Uh, but of course, the other thing that everybody wants to know too is that if ticket prices are coming down, will <laughs> there be any uh, pricing that will change whether it's concessions, be it food and bev, whether it be parking, anything along those lines? Yeah, it's a fair question. You know, one, one, one to expect, I'd say, you know, on the parking front today, um, you know, one of the perks of membership is they have the opportunity to prepay and, and you know, guarantee parking for, for the following year. So we are out with parking. The pricing, the pricing for that has not, has not adjusted. Now, you know, in terms of parking beyond that and food and beverage, th those are things we typically look at in the summer, um, especially on the food and beverage side. There's so many variables that go into that in terms of, you know, what menu we're offering, what's selling, what's not, you know, what, what, what cost the goods are, you know, you, you see that now even in like, you know, the grocery store, how those things change. So um, it, it's simply just too early to tell. Um, that's not me foreshadowing either direction. It's just, it's just not a decision we've really um, tackled yet and isn't one we normally tackle this early and, you know, th this far away from the 22-23 season. Okay, so what you're telling me is, we're going to be talking to you again sometime in July, probably. Uh, <laughs> sure. Fair so, enough. It's a date. Yeah. Uh, are there any changes right now? I know that it's very fluid. Uh, have there been any changes regarding entry, be it COVID or mask mandates? The last I saw was something about the county maybe taking another look at what's going on, because obviously the state has a different mandate. Counties supersede uh have you been privy to any information because it looks like they're going to reassess this friday but nothing's in concrete yeah I i'm hearing the same things you are aj i don't have a ton of insight um you know there um you know as uh, probably old news now but as of february 4th you know we adjusted our our protocol for entry probably more complicated than it's worth getting into here but but essentially it opens up the door for um you know guests who are unvaccinated to come into the building with um with a negative test it changes things for um you know guests who are four and under which which is helpful for us but overall it's absolutely an evolving situation i, I really don't have a ton of insight into you know what the next few weeks or, or months or you know whatever could look like for us okay not a we're problem. just we're just rolling with it trying to keep up yeah, like I said, incredibly fluid. It yep. seems to be changing on a, on, a, on a nearly hourly basis. Yep. Uh, is there, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that like season ticket holders would be um, like really concerned with? Uh, well, one issue, um, hey, everybody loves the goodies. So if I remember correctly, there was a website at one point for shark season ticket holders to go to where they could get their whatever a goodie directly is that still a thing that's that's going back a little bit aj that's good knowledge yeah so it, it's it's not uh you know some of the feedback we heard is you know for for a while from a single game perspective we were experimenting with specific promotional items for single game tickets not not like the everybody comes to the arena and gets it but a way to try to drive attract new audiences drive new crowds you know, and leverage, leverage our brand, um, you know, there. So we would do unique bobbleheads, um, t-shirt, whatever, different giveaways there. And, you know, the feedback we got from a lot of members, understandably was like, Hey, like I'm committing all the games. I shouldn't have to buy another ticket package to get a promotional item, which, which, which we agreed with. Um, you know, again, our intent is to try to get more people in the building, but I, I get the perspective hundred percent of members. So at that point we did set up a website, um, where, you know, folks could buy those items at, at pretty near cost and have them shipped to them if they, if they wanted them, you know, if they were items that were of interest. 
Um, that site doesn't exist. Maybe it exists, but there's nothing on there right now because we don't have any single game ticket promotions like that. It was an experiment. We learned some things with it, but isn't something we've continued. Some of that's been complicated with, you know, COVID protocol and just more sensitivity around giveaways, but it isn't something imminent right now that we're looking to explore. All right. Uh, is there anything that we didn't touch on or anything that you think season ticket holders should be aware of? Yeah, I guess the only, the only thing I would add, um, you know, AJ is, is like in past years, we have, you know, we're happy with folks to renew anytime they're comfortable renewing. Um, but we do generally put incentives for folks that, you know, will commit early. You know, we realize it's Jan it was January we launched, it's February now. We get it. Sometimes people want to see the team, you know, they have life decisions to make. Like maybe, maybe the end of the season is a more appropriate time for them to renew. Totally good. Um, but we usually do throw a little, a little carrot out there for, for uh, members who are interested in or are willing to make a commitment early, you know, to, to, to uh, the following season in this instance, 2022-23. So I'll just say, you know, um, the, the incentive uh, for this year, which we think is attractive, again, trying to add more value to members, not only a lower price, um, but essentially members who renew by our first early bird deadline, which is February 26th, uh, 2022, obviously, which is the, the, the Bruins game. Um, folks who renew by that deadline will have the opportunity to earn teal tokens. So teal tokens are a newer initiative, a digital initiative that we've rolled out this year. Um, teal tokens are, you know, even independent of renewals or like cash back for your purchases at the arena is maybe the simplest way I can say it. But, you know, as long as your purchase is made using our app um, and using our digital wallet. So in short, I, if I had to boil it down to its simplest form, Folk, uh, for members who renew by the uh, February 26th deadline or or people who, who join new, um, if they commit for one year, um, so for the 22-23 season, they will earn 5% of their membership investment back in teal tokens. And those teal tokens can be used next year for food and beverage or merch throughout the SAP Center. So a real simple example, if a member's season tickets are valued at $10,000 next year, and they commit by February 26th, um, they would get 5% back. So $500 uh, that they could use throughout the arena for whatever food, if they want a jersey, they want you know a shirt, food, drink, whatever um, next year. So 5% um, for a single year, if you commit to another a multi-year uh, membership, so three years, um, that 5% goes up to 15%. And that 15% is a one-time deposit at the tail token. So again, um, not everybody's going to make that decision by the first deadline. We know that, we get that. Um, but you know, if, if, if it helps to get some people to maybe make that decision sooner, you know, we certainly appreciate the commitment early and, you know, we're happy to give that back, uh, to members to be able to use throughout the arena. And, you know, most people who come to games, especially as many as our members do use that money, it's, you know, they're going to buy something during the year. And if we can help offset that cost, again, just a different way to add value to the membership beyond our, you know, normal assortment of benefits. And what's the value of a token? Essentially, a one, dollar. It's one dollar. It's it's dollar. Yeah, it's just it's just only good in the you know right now in the SAP Center. We have plans of you know of expanding that hopefully beyond SAP Center to our ice rinks and you know other places. But um, we're you know this is the first year launch. Next year will be the second. So we're growing it uh, you know slowly. Okay, this is just me spitballing off the top of my head. Please, yeah. Would uh, if like you were saying that if you use 10,000 and then you have 500 tokens, would you be able to use those 500 tokens to say, purchase um, tickets for the Barracuda at their new venue? Not right now. We don't okay. have the technology to do that. If that. That's something we want to be able to eventually do. Like we'd love to be able to expand it to other, you know, if, again, Barracuda or, you know, skate passes at, at, you know, at Shark's Ice or maybe even concerts someday. Like that, that's kind of, that's kind of where we hope it's going to go. We're not there today. And I'm not trying to promise anybody that we are, but, 
that's kind of the hope that we can, you know, make that a more universal, you know, asset, um, you know, but for now, we want to make sure it also works the way it's supposed to. And, and right now, um, food and beverage and merchandise are the two that, you know, we've tested and, and, and do no work. And that all just goes through the uh, app? Yep. All through the app. Super simple. Excellent. Is Super there, simple. Now, is there, I, I know that some season ticket holders, at least in the past, had uh, a card with a barcode. Does that apply as well or no? Uh, we'd have to handle those on, on separate instances. I mean, there's, there's few of those still remaining. And again, some of that has been COVID and, and just different things going on. So we would have to work, uh, you know, work with those folks, but you know, the teal tokens are only eligible to be used through the digital wallet. So, you know, we, we could walk anybody who had that, you know, situation uh, through it to make sure that they, you know, could receive value for, for their investment. Okay. And then finally, this one just popped up because I had forgotten yeah. all about this. Oh, bring it. Come on. Here's the question for some fans sure uh is there or is there a plan or will there be a plan an option i know that there has been in the past will season ticket holders be afforded an option to get hard copy tickets um you know it, it's a good question aj it's something we're looking at um you know pre-pandemic we we were doing a, a very limited number of them um at that point you know what it looks like moving forward. There's a, there's a number of variables there, so I'm not I'm not I'm not dodging the question. I would say we are absolutely shifting away from that. Um, will it be gone 100? Uh, percent It's going to be pretty close to, to gone, but you know, never say never. There's situations where you know where it makes sense to do it, or, or you know, uh, one-off situations. But generally, you know, not not just the sharks. I mean, the industry as a whole is very much shifting digital and what they're you know what they're doing even pre-pandemic and. You know, I anticipate that to be the same in, in, in the vast majority of situations here from, uh, you know, from a membership standpoint. Well, then let me ask you this. I don't know if you're going to have the answer, but if a fan shows up to the box office that wants to buy tickets for a game down the road or something, yep. they will still get hard tickets. Uh, usually not where, you know, the, the technology now we can text wow. or email, we can text or email tickets to folks right on the spot. Um, so again, that, that's, that's typically where we're going. I mean, again, somebody shows up without a phone or something like there's a situation where we will print if, you know, if needed, we still have that capability. I'm not saying we don't. Um, but the, the, the vast majority of situations again are, are digital. Okay. Just want to make sure. <laughs> I I am a guy who, uh, as you can see, I like tangible things to hang on the wall. I like memories. Yep. So, and look, it's not, it's not lost on us either. Like we we definitely get the memento side of it, and it, it's something we're actively working to do for big moments and big games and things like that to produce you know commemorative tickets and th things that are souvenirs. Like you know, again, that's that's absolutely not lost on us from a from a fan perspective. Um, you know, as we go, so. But yeah, yeah so you do have an impressive wall back there, AJ. I'm <laughs> sure that's just the tip of the iceberg to what the rest of the room looks like. Oh, just, just a little bit, but yeah, there's, you know, of course, when, when Timo scored, he had his five goal game at SAP. A lot of people were, Oh, you know, it would have been great to have a ticket from that game. So yep. totally get what you're saying. And then, uh, I don't remember what the attendance was off the top of my head, but I do remember somebody commenting saying that, you know, there were X amount of people or X amount of tickets used for this game. And I guarantee you five years, 10 years from now, there's going to be about three, four times that amount of people who will say that they were there. 
it's fun. It's funny you mentioned that because that was that was literally we had a, an internal meeting to, earlier today. Uh, uh, you know, a, a good chunk of the company, and and that exact example came up today of like uh, it was it was more in the digital space of how like you know NFTs potentially we're not there yet, but how NFTs down the road can potentially be that stamp of like I actually was there. Um, you know, whereas tickets can be transferred again, it's a bigger conversation. But um, yes, we agree there are going to be a lot of folks that say they were there that probably weren't. So yeah. point taken. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time and explaining so much of this. Uh, hopefully a lot of the season ticket holders questions were answered in this. Um, is there any place uh, on the web or how, how would, if they have more questions, what's the best way to get them answered? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's a number of ways we want to try to meet fans where they are. So, you know, whatever's easiest for them, all of our sharks, 365 members have a dedicated account executive you can absolutely reach out to them directly and they can help for folks that prefer the one-to-one, -one, you know, interaction. We can answer questions, um, to, um, at all sharks games, we have a sharks 365 headquarters, uh, right outside section 106 stop by any time. We're happy to answer questions there. Um, and then, you know, for those who are more self-service or just kind of like to, you know, peruse around on their own on uh, sjsharks.com, we have a number of um, videos, um, FAQs, things that answer questions about all of this in more detail, because we realize, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. We're trying to make, we're trying to make positive changes, but it can be a lot to digest. So, you know, we want to make sure members have a chance to, you know, digest it again on their own time and, you know, and how they prefer, but we're here to help. Again, we, we want, we want folks back. We want to try to, you know, work with people to, to, to make sure the membership makes sense and hopefully get the tank rocking again for the rest of this year. And, and, and obviously next year as well. Is there a select a seat event coming up at all? Uh, there will be uh yeah. So, it, you know, typically towards the end, we have, I don't think we have the date firmed up yet, but typically towards the end of renewals, we do a select a seat period. So for folks who, you know, have, have maybe given up their seat for whatever reason that our members get first chance to move into them this year, I think select the seat is going to have even more importance because with us changing price categories, you know, somebody who, maybe right on a price break on the aisle, you know, if we expanded that price category a little bit long, you know, a little bit forward, for example, or closer to the ice, you know, they may want to move up a couple rows now because they can, and it's important that we're respecting, you know, membership tenure and, and our members who have been with us for a long time. So maybe a little technical, but it's a long way of saying it, it's coming. Um, there'll be plenty of notice on it. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to hosting that again for, uh, for our members. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and explaining all of this. You got it, AJ. I appreciate you having me on.